Hello, and welcome to episode 328 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Noah Ray and Clint Kaiser, the team behind Cosmic Caveman, coming soon to Kickstarter. Noah, um, you're normally the co-host of this podcast, but uh, I think at this point, um, I have to ask you for, for a quick bio and an elevator pitch about this book. I was taken off guard there for a second. I forgot that, uh, yeah. Uh, hey there, first of all. Yeah, this is weird. I've not been interviewed on this podcast yet. I mean, a long time caller, first time interviewer, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, my name is Noah Ray. Uh, I co-host this podcast occasionally. And um, yeah, I, I've, I've mostly drawn comics with you, Matt, for my whole career as a comic book person, or I've done work with you, you know, doing yeah. letters or something like that. I, on rare occasion, I've worked with someone else specifically on Dino Thrashers, which is kind of what led to Cosmic Caveman, where I we reached a point where we weren't going to work on Dino Thrashers anymore, and I had some ideas for some stories I'd really like to have, I would have liked to have told in this in that universe. So I, uh, and then uh, stories with other places, you know, and, and, and other genres, and I just decided to to mash them all up into Cosmic Caveman, um, which is going to be on Kickstarter in June, and it follows a a caveman, but he's in outer space with a bunch of anthropomorphic dinosaurs, and uh, they're trying to save a baby triceratops from an evil cult of brachiosaurus, brachiosauruses who worship a volcano. So it's uh, it's going to be an action comic, very much inspired by the cartoons that I grew up watching. Very excited for people to check it out, and uh, I'll throw it to Clint. Yeah, yeah. So Clint, uh, Noah gave us the you know the the overview. How about a little bit about yourself? Um, and maybe a bit, little bit about how you and Noah decided to team up and make this comic. Well, I mean, I've always really enjoyed like Dexter's Lab, Samurai Jack. I mean, pretty much anything on Cartoon Network back in the day. So a lot of that informs what I like to draw, you know, mm -hmm. I like to do some cartoons. I like to take that to comics. Um, and I guess, I guess we're just coming together on a love of, of that that medium i mean what's not to like about so. all that stuff <laughs> yeah well I, I think that because like you and i i found your stuff on instagram i think it was just suggested to me and i started following you and then i basically which ended up me commissioning you for like a bunch of star wars stuff inspired by that those original that that original 2d micro series um that Gany yeah. tartakovsky did and I think you and I kind of bonded over that love of that of those cartoons and Samurai Jack and things like that. And I think I just had collected so much of your art that I at one point and I that last summer I just realized like I'd really like just to see a comic from Clint. And yeah, it was really nice that you were able that you uh, agreed to do it. I was just so honored because um, more than anything, what I want is just uh, I just want to see a, a comic by Clint Kaiser, and I'm I'm very excited about that. <laughs> well, thanks. I'm excited yeah. about it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, um, Clint, did you, uh, like always sort of have a, like, oh my God, and, and you also have like a very anime style as well, but have you always had that sort of cartoony anime manga style or did you ever like, you know, did, did it evolve over time and have like a mixture of styles of your art or uh, I'm very curious about that. Well, when I was younger, I've, I always wanted to go into animation, like, especially like middle school, early high school. Um, so I was very informed on that. And I was like dead set on being an animator when I was younger. Uh, I didn't end up going that way, but 
there are some periods here and there where I tried to drift more, uh, I guess, serious, like concept art type thing as I tried to figure out like how to take art into a career. And every time I kind of took myself into like a more um, serious, realistic approach to like kind of like game design art, it it didn't feel as fun to me. And that's just my personal preference. I, I've always enjoyed like pushing forms and pushing designs. That's that's the fun part for me. Um, so I, I always kind of drift back to a more cartoony, uh, animated approach. So. Yeah, and I love that about your artwork. And you, you you're drawing cosmic came in all digitally, but like all the of course all the pieces I own of yours are were traditional. Did you grow up doing a mix of both, or did you like adopt? Because you use Procreate now. Did you like start doing digital when you got your iPad and started using Procreate? No, I started doing digital. I think I got my first um, tablet when I was like in seventh grade, so that had to be like okay, two thousand and seven, and. And that stuff I did was terrible, but it was uh, a big learning curve for me. But I've always kind of done digital. I wish I was better at traditional. Uh, I think it was more as a child. I was like, well, with digital, you don't have to pay for like supplies and things like that. So I just kind of stuck with it. Um, when I got my iPad and did Procreate, like it helped me with like productivity, like way more because you can carry this thing around everywhere. So, I mean, that. That was, that's been a game changer for me. Uh, so I, it's pretty much just like Photoshop. I like it. Works great. Yeah. I was about to ask you, I did you use Photoshop back in the day? That's, yeah, I agree completely. Matt and I, Matt, Matt had been trying to sell me on getting an iPad and using Procreate for years. And then I finally did it last year. And yeah, um, yeah it's, I agree with you completely. My productivity has gone up just being able to carry it around. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, like I, I carry it to with me to like work. So when I'm on yeah. my day job in between like appointments that I have to go to, like, I, you know, you just pull it out and start drawing. I mean, you do a little bit here and there and you you can finish a lot of pieces that way. Dude, I've been coloring comic pages on the toilet. Like, it's great. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's like, you know, you can. Yeah, you can literally take it everywhere. Like, it's great. It's awesome. <laughs> that's where that's where most of my work is done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the best place to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So when you when you make the transition, uh, the digital, um, and then when you go back to do a commission for somebody, um, I don't know if this is the case for you guys, but do you ever uh, tap a piece of paper with uh, two fingers to try to undo a line that that you uh, you put down and you realize that that doesn't work anymore? <laughs> I do that all the time. I have, I know, because I, I've been using the, I've only been using Procreate for like six months. Um, it's been happening more frequently than I thought it would within the first six months. It's horrible. But also it's horrible because like I screenshot things like a lot to explain things to people. And like I circle, like, mm -hmm. you know, stuff. And then like, and I'm like, oh, that, that doesn't look very good. I tap that too, like with two, like with two fingers. Or like if I'm uh, typing something out, like I'll, I'll like if I want to delete it, like my instinct, like somehow switched over to now like tapping the the phone with two fingers. So <laughs> it's it's infecting every part of my life. Don't yeah. don't worry. I uh, I, I a couple of days ago I I tapped uh, an Excel spreadsheet that wasn't um, working out <laughs> for me because I uh, I didn't like the way that the numbers were were summing and and being connected. So I, I've 
I, I tried it that way. So yeah, it's a, it's a bad habit. I've had trouble getting used to like the Apple pencil. Like, you know, you can like press on the side to change the tool. Like I never use that. Like it's what you can I do never that. Use it. Yeah. There's, I, I'm, I, I'm going to have to try that now. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Like okay. on the flat side, I don't know which one yeah. you have, but it's like, I think it swaps to like a racer and I never use it though. Like it's something, to, I don't Dude. know if I'll hold my pencil like a caveman, <laughs> but it, uh, I, I never use it. I see people on videos tapping, doing it, and it's probably way faster, but I haven't got the knack of that yet. So it does randomly switch between like, you know, when I'm, it will like, I, I, have, I haven't figured it out yet, like what I do, but it will randomly switch over to the eraser. And I'm guessing that's what it is that I'm tapping it yeah. in some way. So, okay. Now I know. <laughs> Mystery solved. After this call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have a question. Um, you know, I know that you guys, you know, gave a bunch of stuff like references that, that you like. Um, I mean, the things that brought you guys together um, and, and knowing Noah so well as a, as an old soul. Um, I see a lot of Kirby um, in, in the pages, um, yeah. even the, the promo image, the, the, you know, our main character has got that sort of beefy hand that sort of that looks like a package of ballpark Franks that's folded over. It's that's very Kirby was, was, <laughs> Was that something that um, you guys wanted to lean into here? I think when I wrote it down, I wrote it as Kirby inspired. And I actually did some concept sketches thinking maybe I would be the one to draw this. And I didn't send those to Clint because they didn't want him to be influenced by what I was drawing or anything <laughs> like that. I just wanted to oh. see what he did. And I, I, um, but I, so Kirby was definitely baked into it. And I think actually I sent, I sent the pitch to you and Jonathan, um, uh jonathan uh who, the art like the writer of of like space state like our, our space station zed I, I send you guys the pitch matt yeah. originally like yeah almost yeah. like two years ago and i and i think i said that the, the this was going to be sort of like fourth world almost inspired in a lot of ways too but mm -hmm. yeah clint i don't know what, what what kirby's influence is on you uh, um for this book yeah i mean i to me like my big three like that I kind of lean on influences. I mean, it's Gindy Tartakovsky, uh, Darwin Cook and, and a big Jack Kirby, you know, I mean, it's, I like the way that it, it's like his drawings make you feel what you're looking at. I don't know. Like that's what I, I like about the cartoony, you know, overemphasized big fists. I mean, it feels powerful when you look at his stuff. I mean, I mean, he's the master. I mean, there's no way not to be influenced by that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I like about your art, Clinton, and all of those artists is that there's a weight to everything. So if the characters do have those big meaty fists, you can feel it in the posture of the characters, which is why when you sent those original sketches of Crad, the cosmic caveman, even though we didn't know, I didn't know his name at the time. We just called, I just called him the cosmic caveman. And he was sort of leaning over and his fists were like oversized. And, you know, he had his big, club and things like that that's exactly what i saw in my brain and i think because i just was thinking kirby and, and tartakovsky and um which both of all those characters like you just feel the weight of their bodies and whatever they're holding in their postures and their silhouettes which is really cool um, but also in the lines as well like you, you feel that with kirby and, and tartakovsky is like how they 
use line density to to convey the weight of a of, of a character. Um, it was it was cool. It was just like learning about like kind of. I don't know if you guys have ever seen like Gendy Tartakovsky, like uh, that uh, documentary thing they made for like Samurai Jack or something. And it, you it you can tell like in his younger years that he was probably heavily influenced by Jack Kirby. So it's kind of cool how I don't know if it's just your brain's wired that way and you just drift to that sort of thing. So it's like he's definitely influenced by Kirby. I'm influenced by him. It's I mean, it's. I don't know. Maybe I'll influence somebody else one day. I don't know. Yeah, and I think uh, watching Samurai Jack as like a middle school, elementary school kid, you know, I didn't know much about Jack Kirby. Like, I read comics, but you know, like you know, you don't know who those people are, but you know who Genny yeah. Tartakovsky is because, like, you know, if you're watching Cartoon Network, his name's all over, like the commercials and things like that. Yeah, and then rewatching Samurai Jack now. And even Dexter's Laboratory and Powerpuff Girls, Kirby's all over those shows. You know, how like like the techno, um, especially like with like the techno designs and things like that, you know, uh, like all the circuitry throughout all the sets and the like the characters' costumes is very Kirby reminiscent. And even the silhouettes of the characters, especially the Symbionic Titan, that that show feels like a love letter to anime and Kirby. Uh, um, yeah, that, that show yeah. canceled before its time. <laughs> so true, so true. So uh, I have a question um, for, for the both of you. Um, so Noah, you have drawn comics for uh, a number of people, mostly me, but there's been, there's been some other writers. Um, so this time you had to, you know, sort of switch your mindset to, to the writer mindset. Um, were there things that you took um, from scripts that you had seen um and you said hey this is what i want to do or this is this is what i i don't want to do and you, you can throw me under the bus if you want to don't uh don't feel like you can't yeah i copied and pasted your scripts and then just deleted them right away just <laughs> um no i uh no but actually matt what i like about your scripts are is that you format them the way that you want to format them you know like there's not a real like you know uh typical script layout for it it's just sort of you know freeform thought and you sort of just try to you sort of trust me to interpret your, your, your scripts as I go, you know, which I really yeah. like. And I wanted to encourage that with Clint as well. But also I feel like when I'm writing, I'm very descriptive, which means I'm a very slow writer. Um, so Clint's basically, he's seen the outline of the first issue and most of the writing on it, but it is like, I'm very slow and meticulous when I'm writing. Um, not because I write a lot, but just because I try to be careful with how I pick and choose. And that doesn't mean that it's not like full of spelling errors or anything like that. It's not full of spelling errors. Because like I just opened it up the other day and it was like all red, and so I, so how I, writing it was basically just like outlining it using that as the skeleton, and then basically writing it out in the way that my brain was seeing the panels, you know, mm -hmm. and sort of like and in a lot of ways I think I was writing it like I would write a term paper as well. So like each page has the summary of the page at the beginning, and then it's like and then the bullet points of what we're going to talk about, you know, that kind of thing, and then like you know a conclusion at the end just kidding there's no conclusion but there is like a, like i don't i have like an opening paragraph the panel descriptions and then like you know then i have like each panel breakdown after that um okay. yeah and but i but i have actually i've how i did it was i've i've actually um i thumbnailed it out while i was writing it too so i um i took i took each page 
from my outline and then just started thumbing it out. Like I, I thumb it out and then I write out basically what I thumbed out. Um, okay. That's sort of how I've been writing. Um, but again, I don't want to show that to Clint because I don't want him to be like, you know, like, you have to draw it this way, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> like, so it's like, uh, that would just be, I don't know, that'd be such a jerk move to be like, I don't trust you. It just helps <laughs> me write it out to see it visually because I think another thing for me, and I don't, and uh, it, it kind of, again, I can't control this for Clint, but basically how I write is what would I like to draw, you know? Mm-hmm. that's sort of how I write it. And um, Clint's only drawn the first five pages. So, you know, he'll let me know when he's done with the, the issue when we ever, whenever we get it done. But that's sort of been my writing philosophy um, with this book. Yeah. Well, I was really hoping that you were going to say that you did the, uh, as many times as we've talked about it on this podcast, I was hoping that you were going to tell me that you did the, uh, the whole Alan Moore, you know, it's Wednesday, it's, 56 degrees it's raining um, the wind is blowing in from the the northeast and and clint's like yeah i just i just figure out the the two most important things in this and and then i draw it but uh no yeah yeah clint you'll have to talk about how the experience of drawing the first five pages in my script um you can be as honest as you want to be but just remember i'm here um but yeah no no um but the uh no i'm joking but i I was really impressed. Not that like I, it was better than what I imagined it would be when Clint turned in the pages, but it was almost beat for beat what I was seeing when I was writing the script. Um, But I don't know what the experience was like for you, Clint, doing those first five pages. I mean, you were sending me thumbs and pencils and all that stuff while you were doing it. Well, I mean, for me, like when I, you know, like you were saying, when I do my own kind of ideas down and there's no one else working on it with me, it's more like I'm just kind of like watching a movie in my head and converting mm-hmm. that to pages. So it's been a little different having the written pages to go from and go, this is what needs to translate to this page. So it's been a challenging thing for me, not like hard, but it's, it's, uh, it's, I think made me better in having to work in the parameters of someone else's writing. Um, and, you know, I just tried my best to kind of, get where you were going for and your pages were very detailed so it was you know i was afraid it was going to be like really loose and i was just going to have to figure it out but it's like it's laid out and i i I could see it in my head when i when i read through your script so i mean i enjoyed it no problems here good good and um and you're welcome then for making you a better artist (laughs) too yeah (laughs) um but but, but with clint clint do you do everything on this like the same procreate like file like you do thumbnails like blow them up and then pencil on top of those and inks and things like that or do you um what's your what's your process like there uh well for the five pages i uh i literally printed out your um your script and i just went through and just uh thumbnail literally right beside your script uh the worst scribbly pen drawing that I could slop out uh, that to get the basic idea uh, of like where to place things. And then I just snapped a picture with my iPad, put it on the, on its own file and then blew it up, went through penciled, then inked and colored. Um, I, I used to kind of be more of a person that kind of goes, 
scribble something and go, ah, I'll figure it out when I get to the ink. And I found that slows me down. So I'm, I'm really trying now as I get a little more, I guess, mature, I go, let me, let me sit down and pencil this thing out. So I don't have to have any headaches later. And that's helped me a lot. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you, um, did you do the same thing? Like if you, uh, with, with the character designs too, did you like, I don't know, did you draw the character like silhouettes next to like the descriptions or how do you do character designs then? I think those, I think I just went straight on and sketched on procreate. Um, okay. Like I said, uh, you know, if I had more time at home, I might be more like, uh, entertain the idea of doing, um, traditional inks. That would be fun to do. Uh, working a day job, having other things and other responsibilities, it's just easier to just as much as I can on the iPad. It just makes it faster, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even being at, I work remotely, even being at home working on the iPad is just nice. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's really great to have, um, but also, yeah, being on, like, I, I don't know, I've been traveling a lot lately. It's been great to have the iPad with me everywhere I yeah. go. Um, yeah. I, I With, um, and you're working on a comic right now, currently your own comic. Where are you at in the in the process of, of writing and, and drawing that? Uh, what I did on the writing, and this is, and I, looking at your script has, had really helped me on this point because before on projects I'd try to do, I would just go straight to thumbnails and sometimes that becomes a headache. So I just kind of set a like personal challenge for myself where I would, I just started a Google doc and I had a, I think it was um, a goal of five pages a day and that nice. was mostly, mostly done on the toilet. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's effective. So, uh, so I did that and then right now I'm, I've already thumbnailed all the pages and some of them are like really rough but right now i'm going through and uh when i can doing some tight pencils and hopefully just chip away at that but that's so that's great a... and yeah how long is that book going to be uh i think it's at 28 pages so awesome yeah at first i thought yeah. oh i had like a long book planned and then i was like why am I going to torture myself doing this big, long book? So I just, I kind of just pinned it back and uh, just going with the 28. So that's awesome. Is it a standalone, like one, one shot, 28 pages, or is it like first in a series? It's uh, if it does well, I might do some more. I got some several ideas. I think one day I just sat there and like wrote like several titles and then, I haven't thought much else about them besides the titles, uh, but I have a plan to do at least a second one um, and That's already awesome. have an idea for that one, but uh, we'll see. I have too many ideas. I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying not to be a perfectionist. That's what I've done in the past is like trying to find the perfect idea and then you end up making nothing. So yeah. I'm just trying to make, make stuff. I hear that. Yeah it's always a struggle, especially when I, uh, like I sat, I opened up the script last night and I've just sort of been noodling with it. It's always a struggle not to overthink things and think about all the other stuff you could be doing on the page while you're writing about it. 
And um, yeah, um, but no, it's because I mean, yeah, at some point you just know you need to get it out there. Like you need to get it done. Um, yeah. And uh, and learn if it doesn't work, you know, or something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah. with my pages there's i was drawing a squirrel the other day and i was like this squirrel does not look like i want it to look but you, in the reality like most people are going to look at that squirrel for 30 seconds and turn the page you know so yeah i try to keep that yeah. around too yeah i was thinking about that today when i was working on uh coloring just about how much time i was putting into a certain panel and thinking about like no one's gonna spend this much time looking at this panel as much as i've worked on it and i'm not like not in a tragic way but just more in a way that like that keeps me focused on like yeah stopping you know and when moving on um yeah <laughs> it's uh it's a good thought to have it's very humbling too because it's like comics are a medium that's like you know I don't. Yeah. It's like they're yeah. great to go back and reread and everything like that, but it's also just yeah. The real the reality is, you know, people maybe spend at most, you know, ten minutes reading these things. I mean, if I yeah. like, I'm if I'm reading Jack Kirby and I'm just just breezing through it, you know, what are people going to do with my stuff? I'm I like I'm not Jack Kirby, you know. So it's just kind of yeah. like you know, I'm trying to not take myself too seriously. I'm not trying to treat my my work is precious, but I'm just trying to do the best work that I can. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, that was sort of my goal with cosmic caveman. It's only going to be 20 pages long, but what we're going to fit into 20 pages is going to be like, a, like a really cool action comic. And yeah. it's, I really, but I wanted it to be shorter because I wanted it to feel like a samurai Jack episode. Yeah. where you know like you just the comic equivalent of that obviously like it's sort of hard to like you know adapt like an like an actual episode in a, in a comic form but you know that equivalent of just sort of a nice bite-sized comic that you know you can sit down and just have a lot of fun reading and it doesn't overstay its welcome or anything like that it just sort of is like you know it does what it needs to do and it gets out and it does it yeah. hopefully the best that it can do so yeah have yeah, you ever read uh Gindy Tartakovsky's like Luke Cage comic. Yeah, actually, I I think I. Well, the the first one of the pages that you drew, I think it's page four, where we have that. Um, I won't. I will actually. I won't say what it is because not everybody's seen those first five pages. But on page four, that is a. I got the idea for that page from that Luke Cage comic. Yeah. Um, and, and another comic, I've seen it done in other comics as well. And I really like it when people do that. I think it's just a really cool composition. But I was looking for inspiration. And I had a couple pages like that saved. And I was like, I really want this to be this. Because it's also just a really great way of introducing the character. Yeah. Um, and, his, and his action poses. But no, yeah, I love that comic. Do you like that one? Yeah, it's uh, like I was just going to say, like you read it and it's not like it's obviously not connected to anything else. You read the issue and you go, that was fun, you know, and then you put it yeah. down. Like, so it's like, it doesn't have to be this big like commentary on the world. It can just be a fun piece of entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, that's sort of the, I think last year I read a lot of Kickstarter comics like that. And that was sort of inspiring to me because I, 
I think that um, those were some of my favorites of last year were just the ones that I sat down, had a lot of fun reading and was like, yeah, I, I'd read another one of these if they came out with one, you know? And um, yeah, it's great. Um, I'm like, it's also cool just to be, I don't know. I feel like growing up watching people like Tartakovsky work and talk about comics. It's like, uh, um, yeah, it's just cool. So it's like, it's like, it's cool to be like a part of that in a way too, creating this stuff. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, let's, um, you know, we've talked a lot about um, sort of the way you guys got together, the inspirations that you guys have. Um, you know, this book is going to go to Kickstarter, um, you know, mid-June. Is it uh, June 14th? Is that right? Yep, June 14th. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so let's just let's just talk a little bit about, you, you know, you said a lot that it's a, you know, it's going to be very fast-paced, action-oriented. Um, you know, we're able to see behind the scenes right now while the page is live, um, the the preview pages, you know, it, that you definitely get that from from the preview pages. Just uh, talk a little bit more about this this comic that uh, that we're about to see coming to Kickstarter. Um, yeah, but yeah. So, Cosmic Caveman is a. It's like it's uh, the tagline that I came up with the other day with help from Travis Wells, who created Moss Vale. Is it's a Stone Age tale at a at a in an intergalactic scale. You know, so it's it's very much a, uh, you know, run like you know, a, a, like a, a fight against like you know, a race against the clock because um, Crad the cosmic caveman is on a planet that's about to explode and he's trying to save this baby Triceratops from a, a cult of of um, volcano worshippers who have hired these these mercenaries who are um, who are velociraptors. And uh, so he's he's trying to get to his spaceship where his uh, his crew of anthropomorphic dinosaur friends are waiting for him. Um, so he's he has he has to fight his way there um, in order to like to save this this baby, but also try to get off the planet before it explodes. Um, you know, Clint's doing everything. You know, he's penciling, inking, and coloring it. It's really exciting. We're gonna have variant covers by um, obviously Travis Wells, who drew and create wrote and, wrote and drew Moss Vale, um, and the colors on that cover are done by Ertan Sehan, who Matt and I have worked with over the years on multiple projects, including the Reset and Dying Days and Multi Larceny, and um, on our short story um, Tablets from the Great Commandment anthology. Um, mm -hmm. Also, he drew what he drew his own cover as well. You know, penciled, inked, covered, colored it. Um, and then, um, Clint did an awesome cover, uh, where he just, he did the inks on it. And I just said, you know, do a movie poster cover and he can talk more about that. And then our, our frequent colorist, Alfred could be on, he did the colors on that and just did a stellar job enhancing that movie po poster composition with his, with his colors. And, uh, then Gonzalo Ruggieri, who recently was a part of the Metal Eagle Kickstarter and, you know, Matt and I did his art book earlier in the year. Um, he's done a cover as well that he penciled, inked, and colored. So it's kind of cool that we have all the artists who who have done covers on this book are sort of, you know, used to doing all their own stuff. And uh, it, it's it's kind of, it's fun to have all these guys involved. Um, and then obviously a, a part of the Kickstarter as well in the rewards section is um, is Lewis, the Shadow Rabbit Clay guy who we worked with on Moss Vale, and he's doing sculptures at certain reward tiers. But 
I'll let Clint talk about his cover and then um and also the the rewards that he's offering for the 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 Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I did the uh, the uh, movie poster, and I'll just try to channel that old Drew Struzan (laughs) vibe. Oh yeah, my own way. Uh, I'm offering uh, sketch card commissions as well as full. I think it was eight by ten marker illustrations, full color. Uh, so you can check those out on the Kickstarter. Um, yeah, I like to draw superheroes, Star Wars, whatever you want. And uh, I, I own a lot of Star Wars and superheroes by him, and I'm I'm a big fan. So I'm hoping I know other people will want those too. They're great. Yeah, I'll have to take up at least a corner of your house. I mean, at least you've, yeah, you've I, bought several. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think you and Travis, most of the art on my wall are by you two guys, both of you guys. So yeah. <laughs> I'm honored. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And uh, I guess maybe to connect everything, Clint did a really cool um, cover to, to Metal Eagle that uh, I'm, I'm going to be sending out very soon that, uh, that I love. It's uh, very much in, in his style, but he, he nailed the, uh, the aesthetic that Gonzalo was doing as well. So that's pretty cool. So everything yeah. is sort of, we, we all sort of keep working together, which is really awesome. Yeah, I love to have an ageless press family. It's cool, and Matt, and obviously, you're working on this book too. I'm sorry, I, I, you know, you're you're publishing it, and that that means the world that you're helping out in the promo and everything on this book. Oh no, I, I'm, yeah, I, I can't wait till the the page is live and and people are able to see the those preview pages that that I've been looking at. So I'm I'm really excited about this. Um. So I'm going to link all the Ageless Press stuff in the, in the show notes. Obviously, I'm going to have a link to the to the pre uh, pre launch page. Um, you guys are mostly um, Instagram guys, is is that correct? I know I, I know Noah. You're mostly an Instagram guy. Um, do you want to give out your your IG? Yeah, I'm Noah Cray on Instagram. That's everywhere I post. Really. Yeah. And and yeah. Clint, I know you have more of an online presence than than Noah. Where where would be the best places to to follow you? Uh, mainly on Instagram at Clint Kaiser, and then I, I'm also on Twitter uh, at Clint Kaiser. I, I think is my tag. So I just try to keep it simple. So you should be able to find and, me on there. <laughs> and TikTok occasionally. Occasionally, occasionally yeah. it's hard to it's hard to keep up with all them fourteen year olds on there. So. Yeah, <laughs> well, we need we need some sort of reward where like if we can fund in a certain amount of time, you guys have to like eat hot sauce or something like that, or yeah, <laughs> some silly TikTok challenge. I can do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. easier than a TikTok dance. So <laughs> yeah, I was hoping I was really scared it was going to be a dance. So yeah, 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 yeah hot sauce, no problem. <laughs> cool. Well, um, again, um, I want to encourage everybody to check this book out um pre-launch is live um but the campaign launches on june 14th 2023 um we're really excited about this book and um you know we we hope everybody can check it out you want to follow our podcast we are on twitter and that is at construct com pod instagram is constructing comics pod and facebook is constructing comics i just want to thank everybody for listening um please be safe Be nice to each other and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.